Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, good morning, everyone. Jody Cameron, John Rich. It is 94 WIP. We got Ruben in studio with us as well. Seltzer and Rhea. Big house today. And a lot going on in Philadelphia sports. Your phone calls on all the topics we've been discussing, including today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. It's truck season at Armin Chevrolet. Available 2.9% financing for up to 72 months on all new light duty Armin Silverados. Together, let's drive to ArminChevy.com. Today's poll question Do you think Joel Embiid will play again during the regular season? A yes, B no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. You know, we have a unique opportunity here today. Because we can actually ask that question to Joel Embiid, while also getting the perspective of the 76ers owner, Josh Harris, general manager, Daryl Morey, and the whole Sixers brass. Joining us in studio right now, well, all of them, courtesy of two of our favorites, Mr. Conklin, Mr. Layton, dare I say, Mr. Doc Rivers, Mr. Daryl Morey, Mr. Josh Harris, Mr. Joel Embiid, maybe Allen Iverson, maybe Charles Barkley. Hello to Joel Embiid. How are you, Joel? Oh, I feel good. I guess I'll sit over here. Uh, uh, I'm doing good. I want good. to. Uh, so, Joel, let's get to it here, my man. You, you, you just heard the you just heard the Twitter poll question. I mean, we don't need people to vote on it. We can just get you to answer it. How how's the rehab going from the knee? And can we expect you to play again? Well, uh, I find I've been rehabbing, so I finally got past the second round of rehab. I felt good. Um, uh, I'll be back for the playoffs, though. I've, uh, uh, I mean, that's what Richie's been saying. Richie's saying you're going to play. I'm positive. John Wright, I'm working hard. I'll be here for the play. It won't be long, but uh, it'll be back to, <laughs> to, to be You'll be back for a couple of games and then back to the, so, back to the summer. I'll uh, rehab on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then I take off Thursday, Friday, Saturday for load months. Uh, okay, Joel, it it's about pain tolerance. <laughs> It, it, like you are tough, correct? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's welcome someone who's certainly not tough, but he's very rich, and that is the 76ers principal owner. Uh, Joshua Harris, who's carving out time from his otherwise busy portfolio of all the teams and all the companies. Uh, Josh, how are you? Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. I, I'm so excited this morning. Well, I'm happy to be here, but I am so excited. I just solved my wordle. On the second, <laughs> I, love, I love this guy, Josh. You know I don't like you. You know that, right? Like you, you irritate the hell out of me. Well, the problem with that, though, Joe, is I'm a big fan. I mean, you are a leader of this team, James. For example, I I bet he wordles. Do you wordle, James? <laughs> Not in a while. Not in a while. See, James is a smart guy. He's he's one of those original rotisserie baseball fellas. 
Aren't you, James? Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. That's the type of guy we look for at Apollo Global. We could do a little reverse <laughs> money ball. You remember Jonah Hill's character? Yeah, we could bring James in. He's a smart guy. You know, he's got about six podcasts, gets two hours of sleep, raising a child, and he comes here with a big smile on his face. Now, Josh, you trust the big guy here to, to know his own body to come back? Or you got to push him, or do you got to hold him back as you're looking forward to the future of the organization? Like, do you think Joel's going to play this year? With my athletic background at the University of Pennsylvania and the wrestling team, <laughs> I've been over to his house a few times a week. The trick with a meniscus tear is you need to keep it malleable, palatable. So I'm over there working on his knee. I'm working with him. <laughs> He's such a pest. I gotta right, feed now, him too. Now, also, also joining us. Now, this is a unique one because um, you know Doc Rivers uh, flew back in from Milwaukee here, and you know now the head coach of the Bucks. And first time Doc and Josh Harris, I think, have sat down since the firing. So, <clears> so Doc, another guy. I'll just tell you right to your face. You're another guy I'm not a fan of, but I am kind enough to say good morning, Doc. Get over yourself. I mean, I, don't, I, I just don't get it here with you guys, the media, the Philly, the fans. I mean, you just you hung up on things. I, I don't know why this guy fired me in the first place, to be honest with you. You know, Doc, listen. Yeah. But I'm a Hall of Famer. Look it up. I can, I, I'm like 10th on the list. Josh, he is going to make the Hall of Fame. And, John, that makes me sick. I mean, John, can you believe that Doc Rivers is going to be a Hall of Famer? And he is. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, yet he's completely unaccountable, apparently. Is this true, Doc? JJ, look, JJ Reddick seems yeah, to hate yeah, I, you. You know, we heard it the whole thing. I mean, just look at the games. You know, the players, two guys come back on defense, the rest of them are in Cabo. You know, I mean, they're uh -huh. not, their heads aren't in it. I don't know if they're in Avalon with, with the camera down here. They're just on vacation. <laughs> Shouldn't you coach their heads Doc. into it, Doc? Should I, it's on me, right? Well, Everything's I mean, on you guys. All you guys want to do is blame me. I mean, We're talking about being accountable. Everyone needs Joel's to be Joel's hurt again. I guess that's my fault, too. He's <laughs> on the floor. Accountability. Shocker. He's I, on the I floor. I asked you if you're accountable. It, it feels like you're blaming me. I'm accountable for waking up and going to work and being one of the best coaches ever. Conklin's <laughs> going to lose his voice by the end of today. I, that's my prediction. All right, so, Josh, listen, I think there was a justified fire on Doc Rivers, but our first chance to talk to you. Why, from your perspective, did you can Doc? We gave him his opportunity. <laughs> he performed okay. I saw some strategic deficiencies where he sat looking at the players saying, come on, come on. We'd like to have a little bit more strategic. That's what we've got with Nick nowadays. But listen, Doc. We're the slop you guys gave me. I mean, come on, Tobias Harris. He ought to be, he's so soft, he ought to be doing commercials for my pillow. We gave you your opportunity, Doc. But now listen, could you please stop with the LinkedIn requests? Yeah, You've, <laughs> You've got a new job. Must be automatic. I, I got a job already, so it must be something. Doc, you got 40 more million, man. That, that, John, that's the thing that makes – I mean, Ruben, when you got canned, yeah. you didn't get a 40 million to go elsewhere, right? And, no, and, and take I did over not. The, and take over the best team in the whole, in the whole conference. I did not. It's nothing like a parting gift. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let, let's mix in some phone calls here. Obviously, all the topics on the table here today, so too are the impersonators, and we love having these guys in the studio uh, with, with Leighton and, and Joe Conklin, obviously. Uh, many, 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 many voices here. To the phones we go, let's talk to, uh, to Mike calling from Douglasville. Good morning, Mike. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing great, Mike. Yeah, so 
I, I want to pose this question here, and it's literally going to put the entire Eagles organization into shambles, but how many first-round picks can we get for uh, Big Dom? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> wow. Probably no first-rounder, but they might be able to get a sixth-rounder. I'll tell you what, he might be valuable enough that a team would trade a sixth-rounder for the top guy in security in the NFL. I mean, I don't know what Nick Sirianni is going to do without his uh, ESH, which I call uh, emotional support human. But um, you know, we gotta we gotta explore these options here. Um, listen, I've been a supporter of Nick Sirianni. I've been a supporter of you know keeping him. Um, you know, definitely saw the 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 reasons why it would be perfectly fine to move on. Um, but it's getting really hard to defend this guy. I mean, you have to have a, a, a guy literally have to tell you to calm down on the sidelines like come on man it's getting to the point where it's a little bit ridiculous well i think Uh, it's ridiculous that that we're attributing this as 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 seriously as we are like i don't think dom is the only thing that's keeping nick sirianni in check on the sideline i think this is overblown i think that the losing is what matters most well here's the thing i'll tell you yeah he was getting in fights with people he was rash he was being over the top he was being surly that's not good he needs to fix that but it, it's not incumbent upon dom being there for him to fix it so mike it's not incumbent on dom being there to fix it but i do think last year before they are going to attack it differently with sirianni and i think they will with him trying to amend his actions i think it's entirely reasonable to think he was the primary person on the sideline tasked with trying to calm down Sirianni when those moments would occur. Like, you see it in basketball all the time. Head coach might be freak-out guy, and when he is, it's the assistant coach's job, and it is part of the job to go try to rein him in. Well, some teams no, have a, a guy, the get-back guy. Get-back guy. Like, there's guy. actually there's a guy whose job it is. Yeah. No, I get it, but the get-back guy, guys, might not be the same guy to talk of truth course. to power to the head freaking coach of the Philadelphia oh. Eagles. Hold on. Hold you know on. what I'm saying? Get, and by the, the way, don't think because – and, and the two and three guy on the sidelines, let's call them co-twos, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, they are pretty damn busy. Like, you know, they are – they are this isn't like pro basketball or college basketball. Like, they are scheming up the next play. They are talking to their, their 20 different guys that play offense and defense on both sides of the ball. They're kind of busy. So they can't just stand there. Dom's the one guy, the one guy that has no – football responsibility, but also has a presence, it doesn't shock me to find out that he would be the main guy to reign in Syriana. 
But hold on. Why no, did, why? There, there doesn't need to be a guy to rein in but there, Sirianni. But there did need to be a guy, John. That's what you're missing. We saw it with our own eyes. We saw Sirianni freak out multiple times. Yes. There's, there's that doesn't mean if Dom were if Dom were there, he wouldn't be freaking out. Like, like I think that we are ma- oversimplifying. Do you this not believe it? Do you not Dom, believe the Degon report? Because uh, I believe it. Okay. Uh, I think there's some truth. I think it's overblown. I think losing is the biggest problem. Well, yeah, I mean, D. Gunn's not saying there weren't other issues. Mike, give me an answer here. What do you want to see a documentary made about? So there's a lot of them out there, but I'm going to have to go with one that would benefit you. And I want a documentary on the history of the bathtub. (laughs) History of the bathtub, you got it. Well, I'll tell you who would be in there would be uh, the president that got stuck in there, Taft. Now, uh, speaking of Real quick before you jump into that, uh, so it was announced coming up on Tuesday at 1.30 and 1.35 is when Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni will be speaking at the NFL Combine. So circle that time on your calendar. Okay, let me say two things. Number one, I'm glad to hear that. Number two, 1.30 and 1.35? 1.30 and 1.45. 1.45. Yeah, it's usually 15-minute increments that they do it right. in at the I, uh, combine. I thought the first one was five minutes. Can't no, wait. No. That'll be riveting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let me, let me ask this question. Um, Brett Brown's also here, and, and it was referenced earlier that a great documentary would be amazing. a documentary on the history of the Sixers tanking and the whole process, the whole shebang. They've got great spirit. When my guy, when I was coaching, yeah. Good morning, Brett. Morning. I just love their spirit. I mean, but they the couldn't players, play though. They stunk. Well, Ben. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. Then you got better I knew players. The family. I mean, oh, crazy. So, so Brett, Brett. I mean, you've been you've been through a lot. What do you make of what's going on with the Sixers now? I mean, they they changed basically every player every year, other than like two guys or three. Like uh, Tobias is a he just stays every year because it's the contract. Joel's Joel. And they cycle in other other than like Harden became Maxi, and then otherwise they just give you nine new players seemingly every year. Like, what do you make of this? Because they they fired you with the intent of rising above what you could get them to. They haven't. It's like three years later now. What do you make of the Sixers, man? Well, compared to what I was dealing with, it's normal. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Hinky, his mom's basement, the manifesto, Babs Botini. I mean, Jimmy Butler. Oh, Butler was an assassin. Uh, but be you know, uh, I wish we would have kept them. The few people I would have assassinated. Brett, <clears throat> can I clarify something on on Jimmy Rollins? I'm sorry, on on Jimmy. Is that Butler. the tanker? The tanker, losing on purpose, Mister. You're gonna do that in Washington too? Wow. Yeah, this guy's great for that. He been gone. Oh, he's in from Washington. I think I smell commando. Oh. <laughs> Is, is it my fault that I'm a sports nut, that I just love <laughs> hamming it up with the guys? Yeah, You're a sports got, nut. He hangs around the players all the time. It's embarrassing. Listen, stick to pickleball, okay? <laughs> Ruben, what do you Spot. make of what's going on in the studio right now? It, it's very interesting. And I got the person, I don't know how they go back. It's is hard, it organized it's chaos? Or what, 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 what is going on in here right now? <laughs> What is, what, is, so, so what is going on here right now? Chaos is definitely right. It, it yes. is chaos. All right, Josh, look, I just need – here's the deal, man. you got to get better players. Because, he, listen, even if Joel comes back, and he probably will. Oh, I feel cool. You, you're not, you don't have good enough players. You blew it. What, 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 what Brett Brown just talked about there, I mean, there, there were 15 freaking mistakes from Fultz to Tatum to freaking Ben. Oh. I mean, you know, like you had Mikel Bridges and then you didn't. Like why does your organization always screw it up? Well – Luckily, we've just pulled That's off. That's the question I've wanted to ask Josh Harris for we've, seven years now. Why we, do you guys always screw it up? 
well, we've just pulled off a pretty decent deal recently. Now, there were some obstacles along the way with Kyle Lowry. We had a major college rivalry between us, UPenn Wrestling and Villanova Wrestling. <laughs> a major rivalry. Kyle knows all about that rivalry, let me tell you. But we put bygones be bygones. We, we, I put out the olive branch, and, and he joined the team. He's, he's innovative. He wants Is this to really happening right now? We're, well, he's yeah. innovative. And we're going <laughs> to see Kyle Lowry tonight. Matter of fact, let's hear from Kyle Lowry talking about how he'll fit in. Because, of course, you know he's a point guard. Tyrese Maxey, who had been the shooting guard this year, moved to point guard. So how does that fit? Uh, Kyle Lowry asked yesterday about playing with Maxie and playing with the 76ers. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, I understand my role and my job. My job is to make sure that Tyrese gets better. Um, this team gets to the, the, a point where they haven't been um, in, in a while, and that's my job. My job is to do everything I need to do to make this team and this organization better, um, no matter what the role is, what the, the, the minutes are, what the situation is. My job is to be a professional and help you know Tyrese get better, help this team get better, help, help uh, coach get better, help you know everybody get better. That's Great my job. Great man. And look, that helping was... everyone get better, including the owner. Uh, Going to keep him t- uh, ship shape, wrestling up. Well, get right? him, to, get uh, him to sell the other organizations. Because, dude, it's brutal. I mean, you own the freaking Washington football team. They compete against the Eagles. Sell them. Well, we've we've got the uh, the team with the ice on the court, uh, <laughs> the Devils. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful organization. Now, Washington, that's my childhood team. So. There, there's some ties there. But like I said, I love getting in the locker room. I, I love playing horse with guys like Ben Simmons or having push-up <laughs> contests with the kicker from Washington. It, whatever it takes, I'm part of the do horse team. with Ben Simmons if he won't? Uh, I mean, shoot. Could well, you that's, imagine that's horse That's why I Simmons. chose him, Joe. <laughs> why did you? <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phone. Let's talk to our guy, Mary in Mayfair. Good morning, Mary. How you doing, guys? Rare. Shout out to Rare as usual. Hello, Mary. Hi. Thank you. How you doing? And James is by far the straw that stirs the drink. But to get to my sports point, uh, did Middleton say that we will get a better pitcher than Yamamoto? No, he did not. Well, I thought you one of you said it. I heard it earlier in the... No, we did not say that. Well, that's what I heard. We, we didn't... I think, we didn't, well, I think he's just holding say that. He said he's yeah. holding powder just as far as you know talent and money to right. in, improve the team right. when they figure out what it is that needs improving Mary, they were ready to pay big right. they might pay big again and that big I was huge with so. Yamamoto you're not going to get you're not going to get a pitcher for money anyway Yamamoto did not cost the Dodgers any assets it cost them money Correct. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. Now, for the Phillies to get a comparable pitcher or a better pitcher, they'd have to give up assets, and you know how pitching what you got to give the Ruben should know that. Well, during the during pitching. the regular season, that's right. But during the off season, they could just you know a, a dra- what is it a compensation a draft pick? Hey, Ruben, if you sign the best free agent pitcher, what does that cost you in a draft pick? Yeah, I mean it. It the, the rules have changed sort of dramatically. Um, it's not nearly as. Um, it used to be a first, yeah. Now I think it's a second. It's changed pretty dramatically. Yeah, but a draft pick is pie in the sky as opposed to an established player. And we're, I think they're talking about what they can do during the season at, at perhaps, you know, the trade deadline sure. or prior to that. And, and, Mary, that will cost them something. But I think the point you're either missing or not missing but not acknowledging John and I were referencing earlier, we're amazed that, in, that a team – 
that is already paying Bryce Harper three hundred million, Aaron Nola one hundred seventy million, Trey Turner three hundred million, Schwarber and Castellanos both near a hundred million, and others um, has to use the term that uh, that John Middleton used the powder to still have another whopper of a deal at some point likely to occur. Whether it happens with someone they acquire in July or the or the next off season, like. This is this is not your dad's Phillies is is the point. I mean, they are spending buku bucks, and that's and that's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, John, you remember when we started the show in the middays, twenty sixteen? Do you remember how dead it felt like the Phillies were? I mean, dead. Absolutely, uh, we were. Yes, Ruben we Amaro were. loves this topic. By the oh, way, man, I, I, yeah. I ap- apologies to Ruben. <laughs> How about, we were, how about Ruben apologized to us? Uh, <laughs> no, but Ruben, you, know, there was a, you know what it was pri- like seven pri- or eight years ago, man. I mean, we, oh, no. we, we weren't even getting many calls at all about no, the Phillies. We, and, and there was no question we knew once we got out of that, um, that era from 7 to 11 that at some point we were going to have that clip. Yeah. Um, we were hopeful that we would be able to ease our way out of it with draft picks and development and that sort of thing. Um, but that's sort of the nature of the beast of the game. And there's only very few organizations that can kind of continue to burn it at both ends, Dodgers being one of them. Braves. Um, and the Braves being the other, yeah. where they've um, developed and, and uh, drafted extremely well, and, and it's paid off for them. But, um, and that was sort of the plan. And then, you know, things change, and they ended up going with the, with the new uh, regime there. And it just really didn't get a whole lot better until they, they got – Dombrowski on board, and then he's yeah. done a really, really good job, and they've turned things around pretty considerably. You know, the main thing is they spent a lot of money for guys external. I mean, obviously, there have been some internal development. Aaron Nola, Boehm, Stott, I guess would be the main three. But really, if you really think about it, the Phillies have been built through acquisition, either as free agents or trades, almost all free agents. But the trade was JT, who, Seltzer, we saw Sixto, like, I know. maybe he's going to pitch for the first time. He, he didn't pitch he in 2022. He threw live batting practice for the first yeah. time, yeah, in like two years. He looked like pounds he, north He looked huge, oh man. He looks like Bartolo. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe it. John, Sixto, who they traded Real Muto for five years ago, ha- literally has not thrown a pitch in baseball for two straight years. And has it missed a meal. Yeah, well, that too. So, yeah. no push away. Or they're saying now he's, he's slimmed down from, from where he was at the height of it. But so, Real Muto that way, Wheeler signed, Bryce signed, Castellanos signed, Schwerber signed. And Ruben, you know, this is not historically considered the best way to build a team. No, it's not, but you can get things rolling, and if you have the guys that to support that with the younger players like Stott and Bohm, yeah. and you're hoping that a guy like Rojas can, right. can be that guy, and you have the pitching staff, you can overcome a lot of things. It's really about pitching at the end of the day, but uh, there's no question that they some of the signings they did were, were excellent. I mean, and they targeted the right guys. And Ranger they got years ago yeah, Ranger through was, you, yeah, right? Yeah, you, yeah we yeah, we were uh, we was part of our, our regime, but um, you know, and that and you that, take a was Sal, take a bow. That was Sal uh, Augustinelli. I mean, hey, I was proud of the Aranola and the Hoskins and and those types of players, and, and they were part of it. Um, Zach Eflin was like one of my first trades when we started to do the um, the transition. But um, but again, it takes a village, man. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of different pieces to put it together, and I think they've done a ni- really nice job, and they're starting to develop. You know, from from the ground up again, which is really important. The status of the farm system. You know, Joe, when we started doing the show yeah. back in 2016, the farm system was struggling. Yeah, and, and, yeah it and sure was. 
the 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 where we stand now, how much improved are we uh, at this point? I think it's much better. There's no question about it. I think that uh, Mattingly, who's now running the farm system, and the emphasis on how important it is to develop players, um, because you got to have players that are not, you know, that are under control. Number one, and they're cheaper. Yeah. I mean, you just can't keep buying, you know, great player after great player. You have to yeah. you have to supplement them with quality young players who are going to be productive. And you can trade them if you want. That's right. how they got Real Muto. Correct. I mean, let's be real, guys. If the Phillies don't have Sixto Sanchez five years ago, they don't have JT Real Muto. Correct. They just, they just don't. And uh, Alfaro, he was part of it as well. Yeah. And, and Dombrowski catcher. had to dig out from, uh, you know, McPhail, who All right. was a major fail. Josh Almost Harris. as bad as Ruben. Why don't you hire freaking Dombrowski? Almost as bad. Let's not get into the Amaro's the we, record I'm here. Spike Essie. Oh! We've had a few general Talk about managers. digging a hole. I'll tell you Two one shovels. thing. shovels. I'll tell you one thing. Now, now he's hosted on WIP. That's now, why I'm here right now. How the mighty have fallen. I'll tell you one thing about Brian Colangelo, our general general manager. Hell of a wife. Hell, very supportive. Very supportive. You know, my wife had a burner for a little while. Yeah. Uh, my it was space. you. She had it on MySpace. Not a lot of chatter. That's <laughs> <laughs> so very supportive. All right, this is good stuff. We got these guys in the studio. We're clowning around. We're having some fun.